I'm excited. I'm excited. Not just for tonight, but for what God's doing in our church and our families. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now look at the other neighbor and mean it. Say it. I'm really excited. Are you really excited? Russell's excited if nobody else is. I expected more from you, Lori. I mean, a kick or something, you know. Yeah. All right, so I'm excited. We're going to get into this word tonight, and I believe that. I always say that God's word is on time. So we, I just show up, pastor shows up, whoever's behind the pulpit, we show up, we're just the mouthpiece for what God's going to say. And so I believe tonight, um, this is an on-time word. Pastor called me and he's like, you got it, right? I'm like, yes, sir. Sure do. And so as I was sitting there thinking, the Holy Spirit reminded me of something and I was like, okay, that's it. This is it. And so I'm super excited um, to give it to you. Second Corinthians 10 and 4 is where we're going to start at. Um, whoever has it, I don't have my Bible with me. It's on my phone. So Mary, Mary, I should just give you all my scriptures so you can just have them ready because you're just the best reader ever. Yeah. Second Corinthians 10 and four, and then Acts one, four and eight. So I'll tell y'all this before we get to reading that. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, what are you packing? What are you packing? So some of y'all are probably, if you're proper, you're thinking, what am I packing? Meaning, are we going out of town? <laughs> uh, if you're a little hood, maybe you know what that means. What are you packing? Packing a little heat. Angela's laughing. She relates. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we're packing tonight. Second Corinthians 10 and 4. Go ahead and read it, Mary. 10-4? Yes, ma'am. 10 and 4. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Amen. Amen. So, we use God's weapons. God's weapons, not our weapons. So, Pastor Ben decided this weekend, because I told him I had an incident that I felt a little uncomfortable be, and so I told him, I think I want to get a gun. I want to get a gun, Angela. I never shot a gun, but I think I need one, right? So I said, I think I want to get a gun. I want to, uh, I want to know at least what to do if I needed to protect myself. So we're having this conversation, and then he decides to, out of nowhere, Russell, take me to the gun range. He doesn't warn me. He doesn't pre, pre-prepare me for it. He pulls up, and he says, this is going to be our date. This is what we're going to do tonight. I'm like, I'd rather have Minchie's. Let's go to Minchie's instead. <laughs> He's like, no, no. You said you wanted a gun, so in order to have a gun, you need to at least shoot one. So he takes me inside the gun range, and this is a controlled environment, Mama D. It's safe. They got, you know, double earplugs, and, and everything's locked, and, and it's, it's indoors. It's super clean. So it's like this pristine, safe environment, Jasmine, I'm walking into to shoot this gun. It's like if I had to do it anywhere at any point or at any time, this is the best place to do it, right? So I take the gun. And um, I walk in and I tell Pastor Ben, I'm not going to shoot the gun. I don't care what you say. I'm not going to shoot the gun. You're going to shoot the gun because you didn't prepare me. And I haven't even had a class. I have yet to take the class. I didn't sign up for it. I don't know what to do. No, I need the class. He's like, you hold the gun and you shoot it. I said, right, that's a headline. That's you. You're the headline. I need the details. I need the class. And so we walk into this one door because it's safety and they check you do this and you got to walk through the next door. And as we're walking through all the doors, the man's talking to me about, you know, where, what bay you're in. 
and this and that. I said, doesn't matter because I'm not going to shoot the gun. I haven't even took the class, sir. <laughs> and he's, okay. So anyways, I go up and Ben's like, look, you just got to do it. You know, you got to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to. But I know he's right, Mama D. I know he's right. Like, I have to at least shoot the gun, Lori, to say I'm going to own the gun. I have to shoot it, right? So I sit there, and I pick up the gun, and I hold it. And he's like, look, you know, this is what you do. You hold it, you brace it, and then you just pull the trigger and shoot it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds simple. That's logical. I've done this with a BB gun and with a water gun. There's no reason. I mean, I was the super soaker queen in my day, B. So there's no reason I can't just pull the trigger and shoot the gun. But I couldn't shoot the gun. I could not shoot the gun. I sat there. I held it. I had my stance. I had it perfect. I thought I I, I was thinking I'm going to hit the little target, you know. I got this, but I just could not shoot the gun. So I set the gun down. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. And I'd look at him, and I'd look at the man who's there. I didn't have the class. And I'm sorry. I just, I can't do it. And Ben's like, it's okay. It's okay. Take your time. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I even at one point felt tears. I felt emotion, like Really? And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm holding the gun, and, and, and I'm like, man, it's because, think logically, think logically, why are you scared? And I'm like, okay, Lord, it's because it's, there's so much power in this gun. There's a lot of power in this gun. It can do a lot of damage. Okay, okay. And within you is the Holy Spirit that is the most powerful force known to man that walks this earth. That gun can't punk you. Your babies across the street will tell you fear is a liar. That's how God talks to me. He don't let me give him excuses. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to pull the trigger. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So Pastor Ben's like, look, let me show you. So he takes my hand. He puts his hand over my hand. And then he, he lets me feel the power of the kickback, which was me. I'm thinking it's going to kick back. I'm going to shoot the wall or the ceiling or I don't know what it's going to do. I'm thinking I got like an AK-47. I don't know. It's a little bitty gun. So I take his hand and he puts it over mine and I shoot the gun and I realize, oh, that's it. It's not that bad. I can do it. Give me the gun. I got it now. Okay. Get my stance. Take my hand, Dr. Cooper. And boom, I shoot the gun. And I think everybody cheered. They were just so happy that I finally did it. 45 minutes later that I finally decided to shoot the gun. And so I remember thinking to myself, what a powerful force that was that came out of that gun. But what a powerful force that lies within us that we don't utilize a lot of times. Mary, read Acts uh, 1, 4, and 8. <laughs> I was like, all into it. Uh-huh. No, Acts 1, verse 4 and 8. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until... The Father sent you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days he will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, 
So we receive power. Everybody say power. 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 Power is a huge thing. Everybody wants power, right? And so the Bible says that you receive power. So sometimes when you talk about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, people get freaked out. They get weirded out. I had a conversation with a lady the other day that did my hair, and she's like, my husband really liked that church, but you know, he just didn't know about the Holy Spirit. He didn't understand the falling out and the people and the this and the that. And he was, he grew up in Catholicism, so he didn't understand it. But the Holy Spirit is not a scary thing, right, Pastor Lori? This is something exciting that we should want to have, that we should look forward to, that we should say, yes, I have the power. It's like the superhero movies, you know, whatever their superpower is. That's our superpower. In order to overcome, we have to have the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, I have to have it. Have to have him. And so tonight I want to talk about what do we do with our weapons. We've been given weapons. We have the Holy Spirit. End of story. That is our power. We have weapons that we're packing around. What are they and how do we utilize them? Number one is faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. What is faith? Faith is trusting God, right? I never had shot a gun like that before. I'd never shot a gun, period. So I had to trust the manufacturer of that gun. I had to trust people who had done it before and experienced it, who told me what I was going to go through, what I was going to experience. I had to have faith in them. The man kept telling me, ma'am, once you shoot it once, it won't be that bad. I promise you just got to shoot it the one time. And I had to have faith in his experience going through it and working with people who do this all day, every day, that it wasn't as bad as I was thinking. Everybody say it's not as bad as you're thinking. We have to trust our spiritual leaders. We have to trust those in authority over us who look at us and say, been there, done that. Let me tell you how you get through it. Shoot the gun and move on. It's not as bad as you're thinking. You have to have faith. God says, believe me, I got you. So we have to take him at his word and trust that his power is able. He is able. Even when we are not able, he is able. He is powerful through us. We might not be powerful. We might not be strong. We might not be able, but he is powerful through us. Matthew 17, 20 says, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, that's itty bitty, little bitty tiny, that you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. It would move because nothing would be impossible for you. If you believe nothing is impossible, believe God, believe God, believe people of God. When they tell you, because we speak from experience, right? I tell Alex all the time, I said, you can give people advice, but they have to choose whether or not to take it. Right, Lori? So I could say, hey, when you leave out and you make a right right here on river, there's a huge pothole. Veer to the left a little bit. Don't stay straight because if you, if you go straight, you're going to hit the pothole. So veer to the left. And they could be like, I have been down this road many times and I'm going to go straight. And I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it my way. Okay, well, do it your way and hit the pothole and bust your tire. Mess up your suspension. I like my car. I don't want to mess it up. So you know what, Pastor? Thanks for the advice. I'll veer to the left and I'll avoid the pothole. I'll avoid the mistakes. I'll avoid the extra cost, the time, the energy. Because people who speak from experience speak from a place of experience is what, Alex? The best teacher. It's not a fun teacher. It's never a nice teacher. But experience is the best teacher. So if someone speaks to you from experience, have faith in them. Trust them and say, you know what? I believe you. I'm going to do what you say because you're my spiritual leader. If you have faith in God and you have faith in your leaders, 
then there's absolutely nothing that you can't do. Everybody say faith. Faith. That's one of your weapons. Number two is prayer. Prayer is your aim. The guy's like, aim it. You know, there's two little things there. And in the middle, that's where you're trying to aim. Did I get it? No, I was not very good with my aim on the D. We couldn't even find where my bullets were going. Who knows? My aim was not that great. But if you have prayer in your life, it knows where to aim things, right? Even when I picked up the gun, they're like, you know, here's the gun. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I picked it up and I'm like, yeah, pointing it right at the guy. And Ben's like, babe, no, no, you never point a gun at people loaded or not. You just don't do it. I didn't know the rules. Um, so never, ever, ever underestimate the power of prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Don't aim your weapon aimlessly. Aim it at a target. If you start shooting all willy nilly, you can hurt someone. You can hurt yourself. Bullets can ricochet, right? We have weapons and prayer is our weapon. Everybody say prayer is my weapon. And you have to take prayer and aim it at your need because it has power. Aim his power at your need. Aim his power at your situation. And then trust and believe that he is going to make it right. He's going to align it. He's going to take that spirit-led prayer and align it perfectly where it needs to go. He's going to bring about the end of whatever it is you're needing. And the Bible says, if you don't even know what to pray, the Spirit, Holy Spirit will pray for you and through you and give you the power to intercede for someone at some point and you don't even know what it is that you're praying about, but God knows. That's why prayer is so powerful. I, I don't know if Ben's ever shared that testimony, but one time I was at the house praying. I was praying for him. I was praying for the kids. And the Lord led me to go and to pray for his side of the bed. So I went to his side of the bed. I started to pray over his side of the bed. And as I was praying, the Holy Spirit specifically told me, Mary, to, sp- to pray and say, I rebuke suicide. And I remember the thought came in my head and I was like, I'm not going to say that. Why would I say that? This is when Pastor Louis was teaching me about the power of my words and my confession. So I was like, I'm not saying that. That's a scary word. And I don't want that word to come out of my mouth. I'm going to speak that into the atmosphere. But I felt it so strong in my spirit. And as soon as I said it, I felt that break, that release. Like, cool, you did your part. We're done. Now you can move on. And that was it. I didn't know why. Never even mentioned it to him. So fast forward, the weekend ends, that Sunday, he comes and he tells me, he says, there's been something going on with me. I need to talk to you about it. Okay, cool. What is it? So he opens up and he shares with me how that the enemy had been convincing him that he was no good. He wasn't enough. He ought to just kill himself. He was going to find, I was going to find him dead. The people were going to find him dead because he wasn't going to live. He was going to kill himself. Robin Williams had killed himself at that time. So the enemy was putting that suicidal thought, planting that seed in his head, letting it marinate. How many know when you, when you feed the seed, it continues to grow. And so he's not speaking. He's not telling me. And all of a sudden it's grown into this seed of depression and anxiety and, and, and oppression. And so as soon as he starts to speak, he says, but I don't know what happened. All of a sudden on Friday, I just felt better. It was just gone. I don't know. Something happened. And so, of course, I'm sitting here crying. And he's like, oh, babe, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you that I wanted to commit suicide. I'm like, no, no, that's not it. Yeah, that's terrible. But uh, (laughs) what I'm crying for is because God knew. And these are those moments where we realize you're not just praying into the wind. It's not aimless words you're just throwing around. That's why there's such weight in the power of what we say. Because your words have power. That's what Holy Spirit said. Speak that word. Say it because that's your weapon. Amen. I aimed and I shot and I won. Amen. 
Just like that. Boom. But if you never prayer, if you never pray, if you never speak, if you never say, is there any victory in that? You didn't even go to the war. You might have suited up, but you never went to war. You stayed at home. You drank some coffee. You chilled. You never made it to the battle. You said, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to hope God knows my heart. Yes, he does. But he hears your words. And guess who else hears your words? The enemy of your soul. And so prayer is a weapon. It is a powerful weapon that we keep in our back pocket and we don't utilize near enough. Nothing can be spoke about prayer enough to get you to understand the value and the power in prayer. Prayer is your weapon. Everybody say, prayer is my weapon. Prayer Prayer aims God's power at your need and your situation. And it will destroy whatever is in your way. You carry a mighty weapon. So pray. Look at your neighbor and say, pray. Pray. So number one was, your number one weapon is? Faith. Your number two weapon? Prayer. Prayer. And number three? Believe. Pull the trigger. Look, I had the gun, but it was useless if I refused to shoot it. What good is a gun if I pick it up and I hold it and I set it down 15 times because I did do that. Uh, but God's word, that's our weapon. We, know, we can't just let it sit somewhere. We have to pick it up. God's word is a weapon. If I don't have faith, I can have faith and I can pray. But if I don't have God's word hid right here Amen. in my heart and in my spirit, then I do not have a weapon. You have to read it. You have to have faith in it. And you have to pray and believe that what his word says is going to happen to you. Just like a gun can do damage to someone with wrong intentions, someone who has bad intentions, God's word can literally stop the enemy's plan. That's how much power God's word has. Psalms 112.7 says, do I, this is my confession. So it says I, but it doesn't say that in, in, when you read it. But this is my, in part of my confession every day. I do not fear bad news. I confidently trust the Lord to care for me and my family. I'm confident and I'm fearless. And I face my foes triumphantly. My good deeds will be remembered forever. I have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away their hopes thwarted, which means prevented from accomplishing and frustrated. You want to frustrate the enemy's plans? Pick up God's word. Yeah. You want to frustrate his plans in your family and your life and your finances? Know God's word. Pull out the ammo of his word and apply it to the situation. Because I promise you, that's one thing he cannot fight. Jesus himself pulled out that weapon in the desert. The enemy said, aren't you hungry? He said, God's word says this. Don't you want to get this kingdom? This is God's word. Every bit of ammo that he had was what? God's word. So if Jesus used God's word, how much more should we? We have to know these are weapons that we have that we're not utilizing. So some of us are coming back wounded and beat up from the fight and we're barely hanging on. And we come to pastor bleeding with a leg hanging and and, and blood coming down. Help me. Help me. He's like, I sent you away with a full kit. You had everything you needed. What happened out there? Well, I got there and I sat down my weapon of the word. I didn't think I needed it this week. I didn't pick up prayer because I prayed on Sunday. That was enough, enough, right? Like that should carry me through. I didn't need to pray, right, Russell? Like that's a daily thing? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So I left my prayer. I left my faith. It's impossible to have faith if you don't have God's word and you don't have a prayer life. How are you going to have faith? 
You're going to have faith in the wrong things. You're going to trust and believe. Uh, what does somebody say? Murphy's Law. You're going to believe if the worst can happen, it's going to happen to me. Because that's what you fed. If you didn't feed this, the spirit man, if you didn't pick up that weapon of his word and prayer, then you are suspect to the enemy and his attacks. It's like every day you walk out of your house, you can just imagine, you know, swords and, and, and guns drawn just waiting. I oh, mean, this is going to be an easy fight. This dude didn't even bring no- Look, look at this guy. He didn't bring- What does he got? He don't got nothing. He walked out the door mad, frustrated. The alarm didn't go off. Wasn't no breakfast time. Wasn't this. Wasn't that. Overslept. Didn't have enough this. Didn't have enough that. Frustrated, mad, and angry, glorifying the wrong things. Well, where is your faith? It's Amen. definitely not there because you sure didn't pray. And you absolutely have nothing as far as it goes uh, towards pushing the enemy away. He, you're on his team at that point. You're, you're on the wrong team. <laughs> or you're suspect to all of his attacks. The Bible says he, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who can he devour. He's throwing darts and arrows constantly. Get it out of your mind that he likes you. He hates you. Yeah. The enemy hates you. He hates you. He hates you. He hates your children. He hates your seed. He hates your family. And anything you love, he hates that too. You like a dog? He hates the dog. Yeah. <laughs> he hates everything to do with you. Why? You're the image bearer of a God that loves and gives all. A God that gave his only son. You think he likes that? That thwarted his plan. Every day you wake up is another attempt at ending his plan for the day. When I woke up on that Friday, his plan was ended with my husband. Amen. When you wake up every day, the enemy should be like, oh, great, she's up. Hurry, quick, come on, let's get to work. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Pull it all out. Try it all. Try everything. <laughs> let the coffee run out. Let there be no creamer. Let the dogs be terrible. What can we do to get this person to that breaking point so we can win? Right? Because if you walk into your workplace or you walk into your family or you walk into anywhere in the world in that type of frustration and anger and mad at the world, what good are you to God's kingdom? Pastor Lori said, we pray for people to come so we can minister to them. And he's sending them all day. They're passing us. We're encountering them. But we're moving them around. Move. I'm going to hurry. I'm in a way. Because we're in a place where we haven't put on our weapons. What is our weapons? Me and the kids are learning this in children's church. If they were here, they could tell you. What are our weapons? Somebody tell me. What are the weapons of our warfare? Not carnal, but they're mighty. What's one of our weapons? Huh? The shield of um, the shield of faith. Good. Helmet of salvation. So I put on the helmet of salvation. I've put. I've carried. The shield of faith. What else? Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. I'm in right standing with God. Yeah. I don't walk out. Yes, sword of the spirit. The belt of truth. The belt of truth. And the shoes of peace. How was your day today? Oh my God, I had the worst day ever. My husband's on my bus living. No! Is that the shoes of peace? <laughs> is that preaching to anyone? <laughs> what is that? What is that, Brother Cooper? Is that going to help anybody? No, that's not. Oh, well, okay, I have nothing to offer you. My aunt could be possibly dying today, but you'll never know it because your husband's on your nerves. Come on now. Because we didn't armor up. The importance of knowing what our weapons are, arming ourselves, because this is not about us. I preached it and I say it over and over. I'm after well done. That's it. We want well done. You're not here just to fill a pew. You're not here to warm up next to the person next to you because the heater doesn't work. You're here for purpose. Right. You're here because you have destiny. 
We're here because God ordained it. He says, in your mother's womb, I knit you together. That's not a, oops, that happened. No. He says, I knit you together. I formed you before the world ever seen you. I knew you, Ryan. God knows that baby. He formed him. He has purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says so. I know the plans I have for you. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So what does that mean when sickness comes, when disaster strikes? That's not God's plans. And the only thing we can do is make war. Make war against those things in faith, in prayer. And what was my other point? And in God's word, believing and having God's word. That's how, how can I tell you these things? Because literally, if it was not for God, I would not be here. Literally, I wouldn't be here, Ryan. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I'm not talking about like BC years ago. I'm telling you, I would not be here. I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. This isn't something I speak. This isn't something I'm just putting out there. This is something I live. I know God's weapons because I've had to pull them out. I've had to apply them. And I've had to aim and shoot. I've had to trust and believe and know that I sent the word. And it, that bullet's headed there. And I don't have to worry. Amen. I don't have to fret. I don't have to think about it. <clears throat> Two years ago, because we've been with y'all three. Three years we've been here. This December will be three years. So about two years ago, I think it was two. Has to have been two. It can't be one yet. It has to be two years. Two years ago, um, Elizabeth was still in school. She was a senior. We had just moved here. And it was very, very um, new to all of this. Uh, trusting and believing and speaking faith and speaking life. And at that moment, at that time, one day, Elizabeth has to come to me and tell me um, that she, as a child growing up, was molested by my ex-husband. And so that's a point where you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, what, what do I do with this? Where is God's word now? What, how do I apply that here? Because this is real. This is dirty. It's messy. This is real life. This isn't just a book. This isn't a fairy tale. This is, this is here. It's now. It's happening. And so I'm not going to lie to y'all. Pastor Amelia's first reaction was not good. It wasn't good. Pastor Amelia's first reaction was, I, I have to get a gun and I have to kill him. He has to die. He did this to my child in my house while I was asleep in my roof. Well, I'm sorry. He has to die. He can't live anymore, Brother Cooper. That's the rules. You go out there and touch a baby cub and take it from its mama. What's that mama bear going to do to you? She's going to kill you because that's law. That's the nature. That's nature. I'm sorry. He has to die. And I looked my husband in the eye and I said, I have to kill him. And I called my brother and I said, I need a gun because I knew who could get me a gun off the street. And I was going to kill him. Jasmine, Pastor Amelia, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I was going to kill this man. And I said, you know what? That's okay. I didn't think of the consequences. I couldn't care. I didn't care the fact that I was going to go to jail. I didn't care about any of those things. I had one purpose and one mission in mind. What does the world have to offer me? That's the weapon I'm going to take. Here's my answer. Hmm. So after the Lord used the most unlikely source, which was my brother, Mama D, who was the least saved of anybody that I know, and he's on the phone and he's like, look, I'm going to get you. I got you the gun. I'm going to get, we're going to meet up, whatever. Cool. But I just think I asked you one thing. All right, what? And this one's in the house and he don't know what to do and nobody knows what to do with me because I'm determined. You're not going to tell me nothing. He says, there's one thing, Miller. I just want to know. Do you think this is what God wants? 
And I said, what? All this time I've been preaching to you and telling you about God and now you want to bring him into that? No, no, unfair, no. No, we're not bringing God now. You had your chance. No, now it's not the time. You bring the gun. He said, I just want to know, do you think this is what God would want? I'm I'm just saying, I have it and we'll do it. It's cool, whatever. But the voice of truth, he continued to reach for me. That's the love that God has for us. Yeah, you're messing up right now. Your thoughts are all jacked up. But look, I still have time to intervene. Let me use the donkey. Speak real quick. Hurry. (laughs) This girl is going to end up making the biggest mistake of her life. And as soon as he said that, Ben walked down the stairs. I guess he was coming to try to pray, anoint me. Who knows? But he walked down the stairs and I looked at him and I broke. And I realized this isn't the weapons that I was intended to pick up. Amen. And so that's why so much emotion was invoked when I held that gun in my hand. Because I realized, what was I thinking? This is a power that was never, ever meant to be used by me. God alone has the power to take or give life. But that's the enemy. That's his plans. He wants to take us out. Because I have destiny. I have purpose. I wreak havoc on his kingdom. So I got the one in my back pocket for this girl. Let's pull it out and let's throw that blow. That's going to take her down. Oh, but guess what? I applied my faith. I pulled out God's word and I shot that prayer right in his face every single day of forgiveness to the man who hurt my baby. And I reminded him every single day, God, it's not me, but justice is yours. I trust you and I believe and I know that you're a good God. There's nothing bad in you. And your word says that I have to forgive and let go. And so I released weapons into the atmosphere And I'm telling you, the victory, the victory, the victory upon victory upon victory that we've seen in our family, in my children, in our lives, because I chose the weapon of mass destruction. I picked up the weapon that said, it stops here. I've hid his word in my heart and I cannot sin against him. Amen. So it's not a sermon. It's not nice words. It's not just me telling you I have applied it. I have lived it. And I am a walking testimony of it. When you apply the weapons of his warfare and fight the way he designed us to on your knees, you can't do anything but be successful. You can't do anything but get calls from your little girl who's in Bible college telling you about what God's done in some other kid's life because she was there and because I was faithful. And because you are here and because you are faithful and because you pick up the right ammunition and fight. I'm not telling you that I didn't get tempted, Mary. It took a good year of saying what I didn't feel in my heart. Every day I had to say it. Lord, I forgive and I just want to pray. And then one day I woke up and I realized it's been like a month since I prayed that prayer that's hanging on my hair. I said it until I believed it. I brought it into my existence every single day. And I watched it come to pass. So how do I know it can happen? Pastor Amelia said so. Amen. Pastor Amelia is a walking testimony. How do we overcome by the power of our words and our testimony? And so when I tell you tonight, we have weapons. We have weapons to fight. Whatever it is you're facing. Whatever it is you're going through. Whatever obstacle that seems like overwhelming. You have a weapon. Pick it up and fight. Pull the trigger. And do not let the enemy punk you. 
You or anyone else. Because at that moment, I felt fear paralyze me. I couldn't even move my finger. I was just stuck in fear. And it's like, it's not a big deal. Just move into what I'm trying to do. Just do it. Just pull the trigger. But I was so fearful at that moment of the unknown. And sometimes we get like that. Well, God, what if I forgive them and there's never justice? What if I forgive and they never get what they deserve? And that's okay because neither did you. And he's right. I've done plenty of things in my life. Maybe not what I think is as bad as what he did, but I never got anything but grace and mercy. So if I want to keep getting it, I have to keep giving it. Yeah. Keep giving it. Keep giving it. So I'm telling you tonight, absolutely none of us have to come back. We may come to Pastor Wounded and Bleeding. I come to Pastor Lori. I want to kill him, Pastor Lori. She said, of course you do. Sure you do. Yeah. That's okay. We validate that. But you can. But yeah. Yeah, you feel that way. You have to remember that we bring our weapons, come to those we love, and trust that they're going to get us through it. We're not strong enough to do it on our own sometimes. I can tell you that. I wasn't strong enough. It wasn't for her. I don't know what I'd have done, Mary. Who would I have been? Where would I have been? You don't know the phone calls this poor woman got. And, and, And it was just me being real and honest. But you cannot go into a battle thinking... I've got my weapons and I can do this on my own. Sometimes you need someone there with you to hold you, to carry you, to keep you accountable, to strengthen you, to encourage you. Because you are not civilians. You're warriors. Amen. Amen. We are warriors. And if we could see ourselves spiritually the way the enemy sees us, we would be terrified. He's terrified of you. You have the greatest power on earth walking and living within you. He sees you and he trembles. He knows the power, but you don't know. You don't know. And so tonight I want your eyes to be open to that fact, to that reality. I want you to walk in with your shoulders head back and your heads tall and know spiritually, I got this. I refuse to go out like that. And I refuse to let my family go out like that. For every punch, I got one for you. I got God's word. I have faith in him because he's a good God. And that's what he wants to convince us of, that God's not good. But I'm here to tell you, he's good. He's good. Everybody say, he's good. Good. He's good. He's good. good. And he loves us. And there's absolutely nothing he wouldn't do. He'll move mountains, but you have to do your part. You have to pick up the gun. Pick up the gun. Amen. 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 Amen.